0: This is Small Talk with 101 ESPN's Michelle Smallman.
1: We are back. Welcome to episode 150 of Small Talk. Steve Cerruti and Michelle Smallman, your hosts. We are finally back with you. It's been a few weeks, Ceruts, and I think we need to explain to the people, to the Shelleys, why we've been MIA.
0: Yeah, we were thinking about, you know, 150. This is a big episode, obviously a milestone. And uh, it is a big episode for a couple of reasons, though. One, because we missed the last two weeks. And that is because your boy <laughs> contracted COVID. Uh, I am vaccinated. Truth the, I am. I got the J&J shot in April. Good to go. But um, I did get COVID, which is kind of a bummer, and knocked me out for a good couple weeks. I only really felt like shit, maybe like for 36 hours, about a day and a half, right? But, um, the lingering effects, like I sounded like an idiot for like the rest of the week. I still can't smell. So two weeks. Yeah. I wasn't able to, uh, to perform. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry to the listeners, but I am fine. Um, I'm back. I feel good. I feel totally fine, but I'm ready to talk about, I guess you, you wanted me to do a captain's log. I didn't really have, there weren't many, you know, many like eventful things that happened, but there were like little things that I could tell you along the way. And, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm ready to get into it. Why not? I'll just, I'm an open book. Yeah.
1: Let's do it. First of all, so glad to see you, bud. So Thank glad you. you're yeah, doing you okay. I'm glad. I'm glad you're alive, Steve. I, mean, I know. COVID I is, survived.
0: Covid I is no I a survivor in my Twitter bio.
1: <laughs> I mean, uh, what was I? I was a survivor of something back in the day. Remember, I put that in my bio. I was like a something survivor. Peace I forget exactly. Be- something like that. Absolutely. Yeah. But I mean, this is like not tongue in cheek, like. I am glad that you're okay. We obviously know that so many people have been affected negatively by COVID. A lot of people have passed away because of COVID. And when you got it initially, you were not feeling okay. So I'm glad that you took the time to get back to 100%. And I'm glad that you're feeling better. But I told you during this time, I'm like, since we can't tape the pod, I need a captain's log. Even if it's every other day, I need to know what's going on in your life while you're quarantined.
0: There wasn't a lot. I mean, I'm still I'm still actually <laughs> technically in my quarantine period because it's 10 days from when you first started feeling symptoms. So we're recording this on a Thursday. I am free on Saturday. So your boy's going to go get a haircut. I am going to probably, I, mean, we, I guess we've been getting takeout, so it's not that big of a deal, but I don't really know exactly what I'm going to do, but I'm definitely not going to be cooped up in the house, which has been my existence for the last couple of weeks. Um, and I work at home, so it's kind of fine. I mostly work through the entire thing. But just to kind of give you some background, this is probably almost a yeah, almost a week and a half ago, probably about a week ago. Maddie got COVID first, my wife, and she started feeling sick. It, it had to be one of two things. We were at a concert, um, which was definitely not a COVID-friendly environment. It was mostly Gen Z people, nobody was wearing masks. Uh, it was at a bar, it was like a small sort of venue thing. Um, so that could have been it. And then a few days before that, we were at a wedding, which was outside in Philly. But I guess there were elements of that being inside. But two things one the wedding nobody else there had COVID that we know of um or was sick so kind of doesn't feel like that it makes a ton of sense and then the concert i went with my sister and my future brother-in-law and neither and then we were in close contact with them the entire time i mean it was like a packed little spot a little space and neither of them got sick either so i don't really know like how we got it maddie has a theory that somebody sneezed in her drink at the concert by accident oh, and that's no. maybe how she contracted it and we don't obviously know that person they could have been sick so who knows but she got it first got tested. So I'm like, crap, what do I do? Do I quarantine from her? Um, Do I already have it? Should I just wait it out? So I basically just kind of waited it out. And a couple of days later, I got sick, got tested. I had COVID and uh, here we are, you know, week, week and a half later. And I have, I have survived.
1: Well, I'm glad you're okay. Again, also, when I was in Miami, someone sneezed on me and I got very upset and they were like, chill out. I go, you chill out. I don't want to get COVID. Do you not understand we're in a pandemic. We've been dealing with all this stuff. Don't sneeze on people in public. Don't I mean, sneeze on people. Yeah,
0: pandemic or no pandemic, don't sneeze on anyone. That's yeah, disgusting. Come on. Uh, so are you like an elbow sneezer? Oh, Is that what you I'm do? this
1: all the way. So you I'm cover this,
0: it completely. Yeah.
1: Unless I have a tissue and then I'll go like this, but I'm this all the way. And I feel like people, you're right. Pre or post pandemic, are very cavalier about the about the public sneeze, and you should not. Some people, you'll just be sitting there, and they're full on a chew, not trying to cover. Even if it's with their hands, they just let it fly.
0: So I guess you're probably going to be against me on this one. By the way, in public, yes, of course, you should always cover your sneeze, whether it be your hand, which is not preferred, but probably your elbow, but one of the two. Do not just sneeze openly. Get it in, in the
1: crook right here. Dab but on
0: it. Maddie got mad at me because. Uh, I sneezed a lot. So my symptoms were weird from COVID. I didn't have any respiratory issues. Um, I actually was kind of breathing mostly fine. I was congested. My face felt like it was uh, about to explode and not even like my nose necessarily, but just like my face. It was just, oh, it was insane. And there were two like really intense side effects or symptoms that I had. One was which one was that I could not stop sneezing. I would go on these sneezing fits where I would sneeze like 20 times in a row. It was insane. I wasn't even really coughing. I was just sneezing. And I couldn't get out of this loop cycle. I would blow my nose. I would walk around. I would chug water like nothing. I would just sneeze, 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 sneeze for like 20 straight times. And after a while, I just stopped covering my nose because I'm like, I'm going through something right now. Uh, And by the way, we both have COVID. So who else am I going to get sick? We're quarantining. What's the big deal? But Maddie got mad at me because I wasn't after a while, I wasn't covering my face. I wasn't covering my face when I was sneezing. I would just sneeze out into the kitchen or out into the living room. And she'd be like, that's disgusting. Why are you doing that? I'm like, we have COVID. We're both sick. Nobody's coming into this house. Uh, We're not leaving. What's the big deal? So that was like, I guess, a point of contention for the two of us. I don't know if you want to break a tie there. And the other one was that for two days, I could not stop crying. I was not because I was emotional, not because I was sad or injured or hurt. My sinuses were just so fucked up that I was constantly crying for 48 hours.
1: I've known you for a while and two points there before I get to putting my white wig on to judge the sneezing. I have never seen you cry and I've never seen you sick. You've seen me cry. Have I?
0: Yeah, my wedding. oh, at your wedding, at your yeah. wedding, at
1: your wedding. Yeah, yeah of course. Well that, But that's really that about it. One yeah. time at like the biggest moment of your life. But I'm. Have you seen me cry?
0: I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so.
1: Well, that's surprising because I feel like I cry all the time. Yeah, I, um, I know that
0: you are a crier, but I I'm trying to think that there are any circumstances where you have cried in front of me. You're not. You're not a crier like in the middle of a studio show one day. <laughs> like that wouldn't be you. I don't know.
1: Uh, no, I would go to the bathroom and cry it out. There you and go. Okay, re- by return, yourself, like, a, like an adult. <laughs> I cry alone in the women's bathroom like yeah. an adult. Grow up. Like today I read a story about something and I started crying. What was it about? About Afghanistan. Just oh, like, okay. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Just like yep, I get that. You know, or I'm doing this thing for charity and I I read this story about, about a family and you start crying, right? But I have never even seen you outside of your wedding get emotional enough where i no. thought you may cry so even though it was sinus related and not emotional related the fact that you had so tears were looking yeah pouring down my face coming out yeah. of your eyes for 48 hours had to be pretty strange for you uh
0: and fix you the Coldplay song when the lines yes. like tears stream down your face which by the way that is a very emotional song and that that actually in the right circumstance would make me cry but it's a beautiful uh, song beautiful i kept song. thinking about that because that's that's literally what was happening like tears were just streaming down my face for no reason <laughs> And I went and I got my COVID test and I was crying the entire time. And I felt like such an idiot and I kept having to wipe my face off. And it was just so embarrassing that I told the nurse who was doing the swab test. I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm not crying. I'm fine. Trust me. It doesn't hurt. This is just a side effect. She's like, yeah, sure. No big deal. It was weird because I started to get like chafing on my cheeks. Cause I, it was awful. I kept wet. Cause I kept wiping my face with Kleenexes. And it was one of the weirdest sensations I've ever felt in my entire life. I've cri- I cried more for those two days than I might have in my entire life. Easily, actually. Now wow. that I think about it,
1: I didn't even know that was a COVID symptom. Is I, continued crying.
0: I didn't either. I mean, I think it just fucks your sinuses up, and that's kind of what happened. I mean, my I still feel and sound a little bit weird. I think um, and you sound a
1: little congested, but not bad. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I think that's that's fair. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I, I mean, I guess it's better than you know not being able to breathe. I'll take the constant crying and sneezing over the respiratory issues, which, I, which luckily I didn't have anything of. And I don't know if that was because I had the vaccine or not. Like, still kind of unclear on where that works into the situation, but. Um, it was a breakthrough case. And, you know, here I am.
1: You have survived. Now, again, so not only have I not outside your wedding seen you cry. I've never even seen you sick. So I don't even know no. if you're a tough guy when you're sick or if you're like a big baby when you're sick. What's the with a cold like?
0: Uh, I think I'm fine. My wife thinks I'm the worst human being ever. So you have to understand, I rarely get sick, rarely. So you said that you've never seen me sick. I I ever. probably get sick maybe once a year, maybe. And it's usually not that bad. My wife gets sick a lot and it's just, I don't know, whatever it's her immune system or whatever. So she's kind of like used to being sick and she's good at taking care of herself and getting better quickly. Whereas I have no idea what to do. Like I'll just take a bunch of Tylenol. I'll, I've taken two drugs that will counteract each other. That's how little I know about things. Like I'll take a, I'll take something that is supposed to clear me up. Then I'll also take something that's supposed to make me congested. Uh. I, I'll, and she's like, you took two things that are counter-opposites to each other. Like, why are you doing this to yourself? You're an idiot." And you know, she has all these different methods. Like she'll make this a voodoo drink thing where it's like ginger, cayenne pepper, uh, oh, yeah. lemon, whatever. And I refuse to drink it because it tastes like shit. And it actually makes me feel worse. So I just don't no, drink it. probably it.
1: opens you up though.
0: It does, but it also tastes terrible. And I'd rather feel like shit than have to drink this bullshit voodoo drink. Um, so I don't. So Maddie gets frustrated with me when I get sick because she doesn't think I try to get better. She just thinks I'll sit there in my, my own misery, which may be true. But I also need a, a rule, maybe a ruling on this one. Uh, One of the things that she wanted to do there, I guess there's something, some essential oil that that you rub on your back and your feet that's supposed to make you feel better. And I I drew the line, like, I'm not, you're not rubbing essential oil on my feet. How is that going to make me feel better? That makes absolutely no sense. Maybe you could explain it better than she did, but I drew the line there and she got mad at me because she's like, you don't want to feel better. I'm like, I do. I just don't want oil on my feet. I'm sorry
1: okay, I'm just going to go ahead and do a ruling on both right now. Number one, I'm actually surprisingly on your side in the house as far as the sneezing is concerned. Yes, I think that's disgusting that you're sneezing everywhere. But A, you're both married. B, you both have COVID and you're quarantined. And if you're on a sneezing fit, you know, try to dab it in the crook as much as you can. But if you're in separate rooms and it's coming in waves, I can see you just being like, I'm Fuck here it. for for ten days. Like I'm just gonna let it fly. We're both yeah. sick. Whatever. Um, Thank you. Now okay. on the on the other hand, you're insane. Put the oil on your feet and your back. That Why? is such a small, minor move to make to maybe feel better. It's probably like an oil that has mint or something that opens. up I think up it your was sinuses.
0: peppermint or something. Peppermint, yeah. yeah Open up I your sinuses
1: know. and it would probably make you feel better. And even if it didn't, it's just rubbing something on your body. Wouldn't that Wouldn't you at least try that in case no, it did make I don't you want- feel better?
0: Cause you know, do you like the, the, what is it? The Vicks vapor rub stuff. When you rub that on your chest when you're sick, I haven't done that since I was it. like baby, but I hate that feeling. I absolutely hate it and I don't want to do it. And I kind of felt like this was the same thing and it was on my feet. What the hell is some oil on my feet going to do to my sinuses? Well, come on. Wouldn't wait, you rub wait, it on your face?
1: Wait, you've never done that when you were a kid? No, this is a whole thing that if you put Vicks on your feet and then put socks on it actually works through your body
0: from your feet. It's I did thing. not know that, but not interested. Cause then my feet are oily and disgusting. Now, now not only do I feel like shit, but my feet have oil over them. This is terrible.
1: I'm sorry. That's good. It's uh, moisturizing and actually no. making your skin softer. So you're welcome.
0: No, 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 no. I listen, I exfoliate. Don't worry about my skin. We're fine. <laughs> but but I didn't understand that. So she kind of got mad at me for a couple of days because she's like, you don't want to get better. I'm like, I'm fine. I'll be fine. And I was fine. You know, after a couple of days, I felt much better. I slept really well. And uh, and yeah, here we are.
1: Okay, so during this time of being quarantined, let me back up for a second. Prior to you getting covid, I had been kind of on your case because you hadn't watched a lot of shows that I needed Mm -hmm. you to catch up on. Were you at least able to consume some good content? I know you were working during this time still, but you're quarantined. You can't do anything else. Have you caught up on any shows?
0: uh not you're not going to be happy with me because I didn't watch the shows that you wanted me to watch damn it Steve but I did watch some shows I watched White Lotus which I thought was awesome really enjoyed that A plus content for sure if we're, we're not wow. doing that but I'll just put that in A plus in A plus content that should okay. be in the you know, category on its own
1: I still have to watch the finale so maybe next week we get into that
0: yeah it was great I think it's an incredibly well-written show it's hilarious all the characters are very unlikable and that's what's funny about the show it's kind of like some succession in that way and the finale is pretty wild I mean there's a somebody dies so i mean yeah, i think you know that so i'm not like spoiler yeah, alert here no. but that's part of the show you actually find that out sort of in the first episode um but i love the show but i didn't watch f1 i'm sorry uh, i haven't really caught up on what else was i supposed to watch i haven't really caught up on sopranos at all which i i will get to i'm somewhere in season four i believe and was there was something else i was supposed to watch i forget
1: um which is yes. f1 no it was f1 it was sopranos and there was something else
0: was it a nah. was it a show or a movie
1: no, it was definitely a show. Hmm. I've got to think about this for a second. I know it was not Mayor of Easttown. There was something that I needed you to watch. We'll come back to it. But I know I had given you homework and you didn't do it. So
0: Yeah. Sorry. I know. I'm,
1: okay. So was it, let me, I'm scrolling through my watched.
0: Wait, you have like a list of shows that you watched on your phone? Oh, no,
1: just, just on IMDb Netflix. Watch it again. Okay. Right. It's a list of things that you've watched. And you know what's hilarious? You know what's in there? Austin Powers, The Spy That Shagged Me.
0: <laughs> wow, that's... Not, oh, uh, was it Ted Lasso?
1: Yes, yeah, so it was Ted Lasso. Oh,
0: so, okay. So I'm waiting until that, until season two is done to watch that show. Okay, I understand. I'm a big... I'm going to binge it. I want it on my time, so I will wait. Although I did hear the Christmas special was great, even though it's August, which seems a little odd. But here we are.
1: So have you watched um, Yellowstone?
0: No, but I've heard that I would like it, which I i should say, I take that back. I've heard people tell me that I would love it. And I've heard people tell me that it's trash and I would hate it.
1: Same. So after I went to Wyoming, a ton of people were like, oh, you were in Jackson Hole. Did you watch Yellowstone? And I was like, no. And you're right. 50% of people have told me I would love it. And about the same have been like, mm, not worth it. You're not going to like it. So I kind of don't know if I should take the plunge or not.
0: I have heard that it is like, a western version of succession which if that's the case i'm all in succession i think is the best show on television i can't wait till it comes back i think it's coming back what october the roy family can't get enough of them i think they're it's it's amazing um, well i have
1: to tell you i follow a gossip site on instagram and cousin greg has been all over new york city partying
0: tom and greg we are the love- two best characters in the show like I, I need a spinoff show and i'm i'm not a spinoff guy but i need a tom and greg spinoff show after this thing is love over. greg um So if that's the case, then I would be into it. But Then I've also, I'm not a Cosner guy. Like I'm really not. And I know you're going to, you're going to probably judge me. And you may even know this based on our, what was it last summer when we did the movies that we hadn't watched. I'd never even seen Field of Dreams. So I really wasn't into the whole Field of Dreams, Iowa thing, even though it did seem like a pretty cool experience. Um, But I'm just not a Cosner guy. So it's really conflicting for me because there's like a couple of seasons, there's like a few seasons, right? I think it's one of those shows too, that you have to like watch a bunch of episodes to really get into, right? It's not just, oh, I'm hooked off the bat. So I don't know. I'm I'm afraid to sort of take the plunge on it.
1: How on God's green earth, Steve, have you not seen Field of Dreams?
0: That movie. I'm I'm sorry. It looks incredibly corny. It looks incredibly corny.
1: Yes, th- Steve. They are surrounded by cornfields. You're correct. It's a corny. Movie.
0: Well, that okay. No pun intended. That's a great call there. I didn't even mean the, the pun intended. But no, come on. It looks like a movie that was made. What probably in the 80s was it in the 80s 90s.
1: Steve 90s. But like. It's about baseball and romanticizing baseball and loving mm. your family and the history of the game and intertwining all of it together. It's insane that you have not seen it, and it's very good, and you should watch it, and you'll probably cry at the end, not because you have COVID, but because it's emotional.
0: I could already tell you that I would not like it. I wouldn't cry, and I have no interest in seeing it. What's more egregious? Because I've seen Sandlot, and I think Sandlot is okay. Okay. I think it's okay. I think it's pretty overrated, but I think it's okay. You
1: think, you think Sandlot is overrated? But I've
0: seen Sandlot. So but like, hold on.
1: Why do you think it's overrated? Because it has sharp comedy, because it's about inclusivity, because it's about romanticizing baseball, because it's about kids being kids and enjoying their summer. And it's about how baseball can take you back to any point in your life. It's about overcoming a beast, but really seeing that the beast is not scary. I mean, there's so many themes here.
0: Okay. All great points by you. Uh, I just think that people look to that movie and say, oh, Sandlot's incredible movie. It's not an incredible movie. It's a good movie. It's okay. It's fine. I think they just think about it because it's, it's like Space Jam, right? Space Jam is actually not that great of a movie. We talked about this, but it's because you grew up with it in your childhood. You're like, oh, Space Jam. It's this amazing movie. It's actually not that great of a movie. Uh, it's just the nostalgia factor. And I think that's what happens with the Sandlot a lot. But again, I've seen Sandlot. So at least I feel like that has more cred than maybe Field of Dreams does. Because if I if I told you I didn't see Sandlot and, and told you I didn't see Field of Dreams, you'd be more surprised with Sandlot, right?
1: Yeah, of course. Just yeah,
0: So right, I've seen Sandlot. It's probably a better overall movie.
1: Do you remember as a kid going to Blockbuster and like picking up the movies? Oh my right? God, yeah.
0: It was, I like, miss doing that.
1: The shit, right? Because now, I'm, now I'm too
0: indecisive. Now when I go on Netflix, I'll scroll through there for like three hours and I don't actually watch anything. When I used to go to Blockbuster, and I'd be like, this picture looks sick. It's Keanu Reeves in a bus. I'm in. Let me watch Speed. This is great. Oh my God. And it's a terrible movie.
1: Okay. What was the movie where John Travolta was like an angel that fell from the sky? With, oh, a, called uh, Phenomenon. Or... I love that phenomenon. movie. Phenomenon. Right. Oh, I, I movie love that movie.
0: It's a terrible movie, but I love it.
1: Why am I thinking Michael? What's the movie Michael? Is that a Kevin Costner deal? Standby.
0: Michael hold movie?
1: Yeah, Let hold on. This Michael. But uh, Ph-
0: Phenomenon's a terrible movie. Oh, yeah. Wait. No, wait. You might be right. That is Michael. What it am is I thinking? Michael, right? He's... Michael, yes, okay. American Michael, fantasy John, film. Yep.
1: John Travolta was an angel and he fell from the sky. And wait. it's not a good movie. But I remember going to Blockbuster and being like, John Travolta must be great. I love Grease. And you rent it and then you're like... Ooh, Probably like a five and a half on a 10 scale, but also great Friday night because I got junior mints and some Papa John's and I chilled and watched Michael.
0: Hold on. Hold on. Because <laughs> Phenomenon is like the same movie and it's, yeah, it, it's both John Travolta and they both came out in the same year. So holy shit. Did they? Okay. So this okay, is the me. description for Phenomenon. 1996, an ordinary <laughs> okay. man sees a bright light descend from the sky and discovered he now has super intelligence and telekinesis. That's okay. Phenomenon. Okay. Michael, I'm going to bring this up, also 1996, two tabloid reporters checking out a report of an Archangel Michael living with an old woman, find out that it's true, but that's not the only surprise. Those seem way too similar to come out in the same year and also be the same leading character in in John Travolta. That's very strange. No?
1: So both John Travolta vehicles, both about about supernatural things happening in a small town.
0: Let's see what this got. uh, Okay, so Michael 5.7, Phenomenon 6.4. That's actually not that bad. I remember Phenomenon not being a terrible movie.
1: Also, you were like nine years old.
0: Yeah, I remember my parents watching that and renting it. I was like, this is cool. But I also like aliens and weird shit like that, so that's probably why I liked it.
1: Also, you were probably like, this is the one movie I watched in like 14 days, so I think that this is okay. We didn't have a lot to compare it against. Right now, we're saturated with content.
0: It's brutal. It it really is brutal because- there's so much content out there for everyone to watch shows, te- you know, movies, whatever. And we've, we've kind of talked about this, but I, I think HBO does the best job of it all. Netflix doesn't make good movies. C- can anyone rec- recommend me a good movie on Netflix? I feel like they do a bad job making movies. No,
1: I agree. They all are, t- you know, like HBO, the
0: original, like they'll be good. You know, there's some series on Netflix that are good, but I think overall Netflix is kind of disappointing. Uh, other side note, John Travolta now bald. Did you know that?
1: Yeah. I'm aware. Yeah,
0: I kind of like that look for him. It's a good look.
1: Okay, so I was having this conversation at a video shoot yesterday. I'm envious of bald guys. I really am because stick with me here. I know it probably sucks as a dude to lose your hair. It has to be frustrating. It's something that you can't control, right? Like, at least as a female, if I go, or a dude, if you go gray, you can dye your hair. So the aging process, you can mask it or at least feel good about it or control it. If you're going bald, unless you're going to get the hair transplant surgery, you're just kind of like, this is me. Yeah. However, I think maybe it's because I'm getting older. Most guys that go bald look very refined and sophisticated and they have beard going and it's not a bad look. And I think, think about like the free time that you have that you don't have to shampoo your head. You don't have to style your hair. Not that dudes have a whole heap of time that they have to get ready anyway, but it just seems very amazing to be able to check one thing off the list that you don't have to ever worry about again.
0: I'm sure bald guys are going to be like, fuck you, Siri. this is bullshit. But there are times <laughs> when I'm jealous of bald guy.
1: That's what I'm saying.
0: There are times when I go, yeah, all right. I know you don't have control of the situation, so you had to shave your head. But the bald head beard look is an elite look. I would it's argue a great look. For some people, and I'm looking at a picture of Travolta right now. I think it's the best Travolta's ever looked. Maybe oh, since Greece.
1: Oh, come on. I was going to say Danny Zuko.
0: Yeah, but his hair was. I don't know, I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of that big 60s or 80s, I guess, hair thing where it's like ton of pomade and everything is big and pushed back. I don't you know. You
1: mean like your hair right now?
0: No, 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 no. I, my hair's not that long. I'm no, not like. But it's
1: very style. Like, well, it was then. I'm getting my
0: hair cut on Saturday once I have this, you know, once I'm out of quarantine. And I have, I kind of wanted to go back to. You remember when I shaved it, obviously, over yeah, quarantine, yeah. over, over yeah, the other good. quarantine? I kind of want to do it again. I miss the freedom of not having to do my hair every morning. I really do. It's amazing. It was. Unlike anything I've ever felt, so I'm kind of jealous of bald guy because he he gets pushed into that corner. But if that's a look that you can pull off, you gotta you kind of gotta be tan too and have dark. I would imagine dark hair. But if you yeah. got the bald hair, dark big beard thing, it's hot. I'm not gonna lie.
1: It's a good look. I'm not. It's gonna a lie good either. look. I know. But do me a favor, Steve, if you're going to shave your head, don't go full Travis Kelsey on us where you shave the beard and the head at the same time. No, I would never do that. It's a little disconcerting. I did not even recognize him when I saw that photo. I know he's been taking a lot of heat online. I thought he handled it really well by, you know, photoshopping the drawn beard on his photo. But oh, my God, he looks like a completely different person.
0: I'm looking it up right now. He shaved his head.
1: You've seen it, right? Travis Kelsey without a beard. Oh, I know you've been quarantined. Go to go to Twitter or whatever and look at Travis Kelsey without his beard. He is a different person. I.
0: Oh my god, you're right.
1: I couldn't believe it. I go, that's not him. There's no way. And yes, that's him.
0: Well, I mean, as a girl, have you been ever been duped by a guy who had a great beard, but then when he shaved it off, he he had a terrible face. Like James Harden's kind of like that. You'll go, have you ever seen James Harden without a beard? It's like who the hell is this guy?
1: Should I Google it?
0: Yeah. James Harden without a beard is jarring. I mean, no disrespect to James Harden. It's fine, but he looks great with a beard. He should never not have a beard. Oh
1: my God. I've never seen this. Okay. Again, that is a different person.
0: It's crazy.
1: That if that person was walking towards me and said, I'm James Harden, I would say, you're a liar. Yeah.
0: Kindly step away from me, sir. Uh, Imposter. I, I think there's been times for me where I pretty much have had a beard for Seven years, I would say. I never bick my face in seven years or so. Um, but there was one time a couple years ago when I had a beard and I was like, I just kind of want to see what it looks like without it. And I didn't bick it, but I trimmed it like on the on the electric shaver as close as possible. Yeah. And Maddie was like, Don't do it, you're gonna hate it, you're gonna hate it. And I'm like, Maddie, let me live my life. I'm my own human. I'm gonna sh- I'm shaving my beard. I'm doing this. I shaved half of my face and I was like, I immediately regret this decision. I looked so stupid, I hated my face. And I had to look like an idiot for like three days until my beard grew back.
1: Oh, three days. Well, at what least a, to get some stubble. What a like I, time. I, it,
0: no, I needed some stubble. Like I needed something. I'll have varying degrees of how long and short it is, but there always needs to be something on my face. If it is clear, I hate the way my face looks. True story.
1: But that's, isn't that bizarre, though? It
0: is. It's kind of weird.
1: You know what's funny is if you have a kid, and they come out looking like you, they're going to look like your face without facial hair on it. And you're going to be like, wow, that's me. Like, I know a lot of people who have had plastic surgery on their face and their kid comes out with their original nose. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm like, oh my God, your kid looks like original you. Like your kid's going to come out looking like you without facial hair. Where'd you get that
0: nose from? hmm? I don't know. Crazy. must be recessive gene.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I have no idea. What? Wow. James Hart. But see, okay. As a female, right? I have blonde hair now. I'm sure if you went back to original me, dark hair, zero makeup on, I would be like James Harden walking down the street. You'd be like, who is that?
0: That is true. So we are basically saying is beards are makeup for men.
1: Yeah. Beards are makeup for men. Exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah. I think that's fair. Which I'm good with. Yeah. Although men's makeup is in now, right? People dude, I've seen dudes that wear that wear makeup, which I, I don't know if I'd ever go that far, but
1: well, I was at a video shoot yesterday with some dudes and they had to wear makeup and they hated that's different. it. And I was like, like we- oh my God, you have to wear powder.
0: See, that's different though. Like Will used to get makeup done for the show, Will Kane, right? right. He acted like he didn't like it, but then I knew he actually did because when he didn't wear it or when he didn't have time to get it on, he would kind of comment about how bad he looked. And I'm like, you actually like makeup, dude. Don't be afraid to admit that. It's okay. Because you look better with makeup. It's not a big deal. I it's just don't think I would ever do that.
1: Have you ever... Well, you have a beard, so it might be a little different. But yeah, have I, have, you... I have
0: natural makeup. There you go. That's
1: right. You have natural makeup. But have you ever seen yourself on camera or in a photo with makeup on?
0: Uh no, I've never well, I've never put makeup on, but I've I've looked at myself on television a few times, like when you know the Will show, and I'd be like, Did you guys have to use that angle? I look like an idiot. I look terrible. You know, the lighting would be awful. That's where I kind of got the nickname Twilight back in the day because the lighting wasn't good on me. So I looked like I was a vampire. But I blame that on the TV crew.
1: Can we stay here for a second? Yeah. I am with you. I know the TV crew was trying to be creative and come in at different angles, so it wasn't the same shot every day. They would come in sometimes at such an close up on your angle. back, and they
0: would just, they would just pan out.
1: Steve, it would be like. <laughs> We're coming from break. No heads up. I no. wouldn't know that we were coming from break. I'd be eating a sandwich in the studio. Being <laughs> Michelle like, was
0: housing maybe, a hoagie.
1: <laughs> maybe I can take a bite of this turkey wrap before we come back since we had our show meeting and I didn't get to eat. And there would be no heads up. It, would, it wouldn't be like, hey, Michelle, we're coming back from break. We're coming in from the back or whatever. So maybe don't eat the salt and vinegar chips yeah, put right the sandwich now. Down. And I wouldn't even know it until I look up at the monitor and there's me shy. food.
0: So well, embarrassing. Ryan used God. to always get mad because back before speaking of being bald, and Ryan, a perfectly really great example of the bald beard look. Like I think yeah. Ryan looks better than he did when he had hair. It was really jarring at first. I remember the first day Ryan showed up and, and had a shaped head, and I was like, Jesus, this is this is intense.
1: Oh, so you were there for the transition? See, oh that, yeah. That's interesting because most people that I know have the bald beard look. That's the only way I've ever known them. I've never seen the full. No wow, okay, we're doing like the swan transition here.
0: So I've had two two pretty big ones in my life. One was Ryan and the other was my friend Jeremy, uh, who is now bald, but he can't grow a beard uh, because he's a cop. And it's a, he also has a red mustache and a brown beard. So it's hold like on. kind of an odd situation.
1: Hold on, hold on. Cops can't grow beards?
0: Um, I think it depends on the department, but they can grow a mustache, I believe, but they cannot grow a full beard, at least in his department. I don't know what the deal is. It's like the so Yankees, you- right?
1: Yeah, okay. So you can go Selleck, but not James Harden?
0: yeah i mean but i mean in their defense like cops have mustaches yeah when's the last time you saw a cop with a beard
1: i don't know i just i understand you're a cop and there's rules that you need to follow from an appearance standpoint but i also feel like if you can grow a mustache what like is a goatee okay no. what about what about a uh what's this called oh uh
0: <laughs> the hell is that thing called we're talking about underneath your bottom yeah plate.
1: like right um, here it's just a thing damn right it. why
0: am I blanking on this because my friend Jeremy did have that growing up we still make fun of him to this day soul wait, patch my- Soul patch.
1: patch. yeah what are do we, we doing I soul. can't
0: wait I mean bears took me that long to figure that out
1: <laughs> okay so can you have a soul patch?
0: no just the mustache mustache or nothing
1: so you're really discriminating against the bottom lip or your chin
0: basically. And I told him, I was like, this is an excuse for you to grow a mustache. Mustaches are sick. They're back. Everyone's throwing mustaches. Now cool. People have mustaches again. And he's like, no, nah, I don't want to grow a mustache.
1: Again. Name one cool person that has a mustache.
0: Um, It's
1: taking you too long already.
0: You're right. But I've seen pictures <laughs> of guys where I'm like, oh, that's a cool looking mustache. If I grew a good mustache, maybe I would use it. But I have a terrible mustache. So I don't, I won't grow one. It's just too wiry and weird. But if I have like a good thick caterpillar Tom Selleck deal, hell yeah.
1: You realize that both of us, when talking about mustaches, could only cite Tom Selleck as a good mustache. So I don't think mustaches are in.
0: My dad had a yes, great mustache growing up. True story. Did he shave it? He did. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he did. You know, my
1: my dad at one point had a mustache. It wasn't great. My uncle Terry has had a mustache. That's a hard word to say. A mustache. My d- my uncle mustache. My uncle Terry has had a mustache since he was 19 years old and has never shaved it. And one night we were on vacation, we were all having cocktails. And I was like, uncle Terry, how much money would it cost for me to get you to shave your mustache? And he goes, there's not enough money in the world. I would never shave it. This is who I
0: am. I don't Um, believe
1: him. If I gave him a million dollars, he would definitely do it. Yeah. There's no way,
0: but I appreciate him sticking to what he thinks are his, uh, but that would be like
1: James Harden, right? Myself, my dad, his children have never seen him without a mustache. They would not even know what his his whole face looks like.
0: So I just googled mustache, and uh, there's a lot of famous people that come up with mustaches. Henry Cavill looks great with a mustache. Great. Um, Who's that? Who is that? He's he played Superman in all the oh, DC movies. Yes. He's very super high. good looking, buff dude. Looks yeah, great yeah. with a mustache.
1: He, is he the guy that was in the Tudors?
0: I don't know. I haven't seen that.
1: I think if we're thinking, but of the he's same British, guy. so probably. Okay
0: who else uh here's one with what's his name chris one of the chrises the guy who plays captain america
1: chris pine chris, chris evans. no
0: not chris evans yes chris evans because there's like 900 chrises there's pratt pine evans it's chris evans um he has a mustache definitely looks like a cop but not a terrible mustache so that's good nick offerman uh from community oh. great mustache i mean he has like the dad old school man mustache but it's a good looking mustache
1: fun fact nick offerman went to Illinois.
0: There you go. I was out there. You gonna say it. it's one of two things. Either you went to Illinois from St. Louis. You know, um, what?
1: donated a lot of money to the Japan house. Thank you. Nick Offerman.
0: Oh, The shout out to Nick Offerman. <laughs> Love that. Um, Tom Cruise. There's a picture of not Tom Cruise of uh, Brad Pitt with a mustache. He looks very good. Although the fedora looks pretty terrible.
1: Listen, Brad uh, Pitt could punch himself in the face and look great.
0: You know what? Mustache I've always wanted to grow, but I, I don't think I could do it. Is the handlebar mustache that curls, you know, the old like 1920s one. Yeah.
1: Like, put, like Captain Morgan.
0: Yeah. yeah, like Captain, well, Morgan? Not Captain Morgan. No,
1: like Ulysses S. Grant.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like Ulysses S. Grant. i would be, yeah. He looked good. He looked kind of good. I respect Kind
1: it. of good. Jared you Leto.
0: Look, not great. You look not a great like mustache. a
1: caricature of yourself.
0: Yeah. I don't know if I'd want that forever, but it'd be a cool thing to try out. But again, I don't, I don't grow a great mustache. So anyway, you, you said I only named one person. There are several people here. Just Google mustaches. Plenty of good looking dudes with mustaches.
1: Right. But you're citing people who would look good no matter what they did to themselves.
0: Uh, Nick Offerman, I would say, looks better with a mustache.
1: But you've never seen him without one. So how oh, I know? have.
0: Yeah, he has like a puppy oh, face, right?
1: Actually, I think Ron Swanson did shave once on Parks and Rec.
0: And it was probably a terrible decision.
1: It's just jarring. Whenever someone has a beard and they shave it, you're like, what? That's what was under there? Oh, my God.
0: Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal mustache. Yeah, I mean, of course. It looks great. Come on. Come on. Looks, I'm just saying. Just saying. Anyway. I don't okay. Know I got on this, but shout out to mustaches.
1: Okay, well, let me throw something out to you. While you were dealing with COVID, you know what I did? I went to Canton, Ohio, and I went to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Was that fun? <laughs> yeah, it was great. So uh, <laughs> I, w- I went with my show for Isaac Bruce's induction. Shout out to Isaac, who is now a very well-deserved pro football hall of famer the greatest show on turf you just might as well induct the entire team in there it's unbelievable we had a great show where we visited with so many members of that team and going back through the numbers that has to be like the single greatest team in the history of the nfl and it was really weird steve to me to be there because i clearly have ill will towards the nfl Mm -hmm. and i love the greatest show on turf and i love all the people that contributed to that team. We had so many people who have deep roots to St. Louis, Isaac Bruce, Kurt Warner, Ricky Prohl, Dick Vermeil, Mike March, Jay Zygmunt. I mean, the list goes on and on. Our boy DeMarco Farr, and not to mention so many people who worked for the team and the organization, whether it was with the PR staff or in sales, all of these people that were there that we used to have. So it's what we still have great relationships with, but you know, from a working perspective, when they're, when they're the team in town that you work with that are just gone now. And it was very bittersweet for me because it was amazing to celebrate Isaac and to celebrate that team. But it was so sad because I was sitting there being like, this is probably the last positive experience that I'll ever have with the NFL ever. <laughs> And that's kind of a bummer when you think about it, like for a sport that rules America and for a sport that you grow up loving and a sport that you really pour a lot of your time, energy, and resources into for this to maybe be the end of the road and the last thing that you could ever celebrate. It was really sad, actually.
0: I'm going to cheer you up because you've got the sport of the future, soccer coming to you guys in 2023, correct? Correct. Good job. don't, don't be too depressed for too long. Cause you, again, soccer, sport, the sport of the future since like 1996, <laughs> but no, I totally understand what you're saying. I mean, obviously you guys got a raw deal. It sucks. It's BS. It's probably a really complicated. It's almost like, what's an analogy for that? It's almost like you break up with somebody, but you have to hang out. You have to see them at work every day or something like, you know, you might, you know they're constantly in your life. So you can't actually yeah. get over them because you still have to talk about football right on your show all the time. You still have players. Like the, obviously, you know, Isaac Bruce is a guy that no matter what, you're still going to love this guy. Uh, Torrey, well, Holt, the whole group and um, people
1: play fantasy football people so they play fantasy football so like about football.
0: so as much pain as it has sort of caused you and the city of st louis and which is totally fair and i get why you'd be pissed off you guys can't get closure on it right because it's constantly thrown in your face i mean if you want to be a sports fan in st louis and you're watching sports center or whatever listen stuff what's the number one sport it's the nfl it's, you're never going to be able to escape that so in a lot of ways like, i do kind of feel sorry for you guys because you know, you can't actually get that closure and get over it because it's constantly being forced fed down, you know, down your throat, even though you don't want it.
1: And the saddest part about it to me, because, you know, when I was a kid, the greatest show on turf was here, which was magic and it was amazing. But after that, the Rams sucked for a really long time. And when I say suck, I mean, historically suck. 15 and 65 is tied for the worst five-year stretch of football in NFL history. Like we watch some, like shitty is not even an accurate description of some of the football that we yeah. had to endure here in St. Louis. However, even during those bad times, you had guys like Chris Long and James Laurinaitis. And there's something about a football team and its presence in a city and the way that the players connect with the team. Of course you have that in baseball and hockey and all the other sports that we have, but that's what all this is. The guys that really, ingratiate themselves into your community and do good things like kurt warner hasn't played in st louis or lived in st louis or really even spent a lot of time here for a long time and he still does this unbelievable coat drive every winter called warner's warm-up where he collects coats and gives them to people who are homeless Mm -hmm. right isaac bruce has a foundation and he does so many great things for the city of st louis chris long has poured back in and that's the thing that I'll miss, right? Like I miss the excitement around game day. I miss the great people that work for the team. And and I think most importantly, I miss the players that have this incredible platform that can do really good things in your community.
0: In a lot of ways, it's probably like when you and I were at ESPN, right? I don't necessarily miss the, the four letters. I don't really at all. Um, what I miss are Bubba, Nuno, Liam, all the people that we work with, right? All the people that you made shows with and built relationships with, that's really what matters. So. Um, I think, mean, I think you probably feel the same. Yeah. So I think it, it is a complicated situation because you, I, I don't think you'll ever feel negatively about You're not going to feel negatively about those guys. You like, you love them and rightfully love so. Them. Cause they brought so much joy to you and your childhood, even if they weren't good, you know, later on, it's fine. But I think that's a good comparison is it's always the relationship that you care more about than it is whatever the bigger picture thing is, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, you're going to make new memories coming up in two years and it'll be awesome. And I'll be there rooting them on because that's I guess I don't have a soccer team yet. So I guess they are my soccer team. So I'll be there oh, rooting yeah. for him with you. So I think uh, the Hall of Fame thing is cool. But I think you know, the other part of this is, is he the last Ram that'll probably be inducted? I mean, is anybody else is, or you have to go through this again?
1: Uh, well, that's the good news is that when I was there, I think there's a pretty strong groundswell for Dick Vermeil to get in. And Torrey Holt is yeah. somebody that there's been a lot of conversation about and is very deserving of the hall of fame. So hopefully coach Vermeil gets in and hopefully Tori Holt gets in. So this might not be the last one, but you never know with stuff like that. It could take a while, but I went to the hall of fame, Steve, to the football hall of fame. And I was like, you know, the NFL does everything so big and so grand. And I haven't been to Cooperstown. I, ha- I haven't been to oh, Miss
0: baseball has not been to Cooperstown. Wow. Okay.
1: Never been to Cooperstown. I know, which is crazy. Right. But I didn't really know what to expect, and it's not that it was bad, but it was just kind of a little underwhelming for me. I guess the busts are really cool, but I expected it to be this like really big tunnel or something, and this almost like a national treasure type deal. It's a museum,
0: where... right? I mean, that's essentially what it is, it's just, right? It's
1: just a museum, and it's yeah. It's, and it's I love cool. museums. I lo- it's I... cool, but I could have gone my entire life without going to Canada, and I would yeah. be just fine.
0: I was looking up where we drafted Ohio in our, uh, state draft. Do you want to take a oh. stab?
1: Okay. So having been there a few times, I'm going to guess bottom 20 and no disrespect to my fellow Midwestern state. Oh yeah. Bottom 10. Yep. <laughs> bottom five.
0: No, not quite. Just above. So
1: number like, uh, <laughs> number 43, it? I took, I that. Going-
0: uh, I didn't even remember taking it, to be honest with you. So, I guess that's what happens when you get that far down. So, this was the order. Uh, I went Indiana, fellow uh, Midwest state. You took Indiana. I took Ohio at 43. And then 44, you took Kansas. So, not, we just went on a Midwest run in the middle of there. Um, so, Ohio definitely, uh, definitely towards the lower end. So, that's why I kind of sarcastically asked you if it was fun because I kind of feel like Ohio is a, no, no disrespect to the people of Ohio. I'm sure it's great. I have family in Ohio, but. Not like you a place do? that I would that I would go. Is there a reason? To, why is it in Canton, Ohio? I don't understand. I've never even known I'm, that. I don't even know why uh, the baseball one is in Cooperstown. I've never been either. Don't really have any interest. But why are they in both respective places? I don't know.
1: I don't know. Let me Google it. I never found out Because wasn't
0: football was football wasn't invented in Ohio, was it?
1: I think it was invented there. They no and there's way. all these signs, the birthplace of football. Oh well,
0: then there you go. Okay. Why is the Hall? of yeah, find out. in Canton. Here we go. Primary reasons are the American professional football association later renamed the NFL was founded there. Okay. Uh, The Canton bulldogs were an early football power um, even before the NFL days. And I don't see number three, so I don't know, but I guess, okay. So it was invented there. So there you go. I would have never known that. Yeah. But I guess that makes sense. It's a stupid question by me.
1: Well, we flew into Cleveland, drove there. We stayed in Akron. Shout out to LeBron. And, you know, there was washed king, by
0: the way, he he needs to stop calling. He needs to stop doing this. Did you see this? He called himself the washed king again. He's like, oh, using this as motivation because nobody voted him as the best player in the NBA in some random poll. And you're like, dude, I'm sorry. Can we stop doing this? You're great. You're LeBron James. I know like the Aaron Rodgers, let me get a chip on my shoulder thing. I'm going to be better. Nobody's saying you're washed. You just weren't voted the best player in the league because you lost in the first round of the playoffs. Moving on.
1: How do you feel about Russ, by the way, going to the Lakers? We haven't talked since
0: then. Terrible. It makes absolutely no sense. They went from Buddy Heald, who would have been a perfect fit as just a three-point shooter guy that doesn't need the ball to impact the game, to Russell Westbrook, who literally needs the ball at all times. I have no idea how it's going to work. I think it's a terrible fit. And I mean... Honestly, though, the banter, if LeBron wins a championship with Russell Westbrook before Kevin Durant did, that actually would be kind of funny. But I just, I think he's so detrimental to their team. I don't know. I just, I hate the fit. I really don't. I really do.
1: So it's mellow, It's Dwight Howard, right? It's Melo, Dwight's
0: back. Obviously, AD, AD and LeBron. LeBron. Um,
1: That's yeah. a lot of personality on one team.
0: That's a doing too much all-star team.
1: Yeah. And the age. It's up there. The a lot average of, uh, age.
0: A lot of like... Weird Instagram, vague Instagram post on that team. A lot of uh, chip on my shoulder guys who, I just don't like the fit at all whatsoever.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't see it clicking, but you know more about basketball than I do. Maybe it'll work.
0: I like Russ though, so cheers. I mean, I hope it it works out. I'd love to see Russ win a championship. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think this is, although this is probably his best chance to, even more, probably more so than those OKC teams.
1: Wait, let me ask you another question. What happens to my guy, Bradley Beal?
0: So the, the knock on Beal now is that he isn't ambitious enough. Um, yeah,
1: because I mean, he wants to stay in Washington, right?
0: Which is a terrible decision because they're just not a good team. Right. Um, And so the question is, does he want to stay there because he's not ambitious? Does he want to stay there because his family is there and he doesn't want to move his family, which is totally understandable. People don't really know. I mean, there are plenty of teams around the league that would want Bradley Beal on their team. He's, he would be super valuable. Honestly, he'd have been a great fit on the Lakers, but the word around is that he doesn't. He's happy that he, he doesn't want to leave DC. So, I mean, I love DC. It's one of my favorite cities. So, I understand. But the whole thing of basketball guys now is like winning championships, right? And he is not going to sniff a championship if he stays there.
1: Okay, whatever happened to this groundswell of him somehow getting to the Celtics? And it's like a St. Louis superstar tandem of Beal and Tatum.
0: No, nah, that won't happen. Celtics don't Why? have enough assets. Don't have enough. The Celtics. Celtics are kind of a mess right now. I mean, they just obviously Brad Stevens is now their new GM. Danny Ainge left as the GM president. They hired a new coach. Um, they just hired. They hired, they just signed Dennis Schroeder for like, actually a, like a pretty great contract, but I just have never been a Dennis Schroeder fan. So it's kind of a weird fit. Kemba's no longer there. The Celtics went from being like the team that everybody thought was going to rule the East a couple of years ago. Like, the, oh, the Celtics are going to be a dynasty in the East To all of a sudden, they're probably the fifth or sixth, maybe seventh best team in the Eastern Conference. The sky kind of fell pretty quickly for them.
1: Okay, final NBA question, because we haven't talked in a few weeks. Yeah, and this
0: the way- what is this? The, talking <laughs> Hoops Roots, we're doing this, a prompty this one. Is-
1: yeah, impromptu hoops with the roots. What's your thoughts on Embiid and his deal, staying um, in Philly?
0: I like Embiid. I love his personality. I think he's hilarious. Like, I love that he just hits on Rihanna on Twitter randomly, although he hasn't done that in a while. Um, yeah, she's
1: with ASAP Rocky, which is my favorite celebrity couple. That of is all very
0: time. random. Uh, I but,
1: no, it's not random. It is meant to be. Those two, like the cool factor, there is off the freaking charts.
0: Listen, I, you know my feelings about Rihanna. I'm not going to say a bad word about Rihanna. I love Rihanna around greater than Beyonce. That's a debate as old as time for us. But <laughs> my feeling on Embiid is I love him as a guy. I like to watch him as a neutral, but if I have to win a championship, I just, I'm not going to bet on that guy ever for a couple of reasons. One, I don't think big men win in the league anymore. And I, you could say, oh, Giannis is a big man. Giannis is not a traditional big. He's not, he, he handles the ball. Giannis is also an absolute freak of nature. He doesn't make any sense. Um, I'm talking about traditional back to the basket center. I just don't think you win in the NBA with that guy anymore. It's your best player, and then number two, I just don't think he's reliable. He gets hurt a lot. Um, I think emotionally, I'm not sure he's always locked in as much as he probably should be. So I'm always rooting for MB because I just think he's hilarious and I like his mm-hmm. online like Twitter persona. But if I had a bet on him and if he's my best player on my team, I don't think we're winning a championship.
1: So you think by the time that contract expires, they have not won a title? No, in Philly. no way,
0: no way. Even though I think Ben Simmons is the bigger problem in Philadelphia. I think Embiid would have to be a, the second best player on, on a championship team. And so, I
1: don't what know how happen- Philly's getting that. So what happens in Philly if Simmons is what he is, Embiid signs a Supermax, and by the end of that, they have trusted the process for quite some time, and there's no hardware?
0: I was a big process guy, so I guess I'll I know take the you, L on this one.
1: You are like a Sam Hankey devotee.
0: But I don't think, I, I think people misunderstand the process. The process was that they were going to suck so they can get a bunch of draft picks so they had a better chance at getting some superstar players. And they 100% succeeded in doing that. They landed two guys. They landed the first pick, in, and obviously they got Ben Simmons, who everybody thought was going to be great. And he didn't turn out to be great. That's the NBA. That's life. sometimes things don't work out. The whole thing was about having a better shot at, lottery picks at good top lottery picks. And they 100% did that. So I think it was a success. The question is, can you develop those guys? And did you, did you pick the right guy? And did they fit together? And all those answers seem to have been no. I mean, they obviously got Embiid with the third pick. So that was a, a really good pick behind Andrew Wiggins, who's basically been a, a flop. And uh, Jabari Parker was also a flop because he kind of got hurt a lot. Philly is just, they're just a mess. And I, I think Embiid is probably going to He'll probably stay. And I, I, and Philly had to pay him, by the way. I'm not saying they shouldn't have paid him. You have to give him that extension. He's one of the top, probably 10-ish players in the league, right? Just because I don't think he's going to win a championship doesn't mean you say, All right, we're not gonna, we're not gonna sign you. You want to be relevant, you want to be a good team. So you resign him, yeah. he's he seems to love being in Philly. So I totally understand that. They have to figure out what they're doing with Ben Simmons. Um, Simmons is always a guy that I thought needs his own team. I think he could be a Giannis light, if that makes sense. Like I think if he got his own team, you surrounded him with four shooters, like Giannis has. Um, and didn't ask him to be this guy that was going to carry you offensively, have him be a really good defensive player, which Ben Simmons is, I think he could thrive. But I think the problem is there's way too much pressure now in Philadelphia. Clearly that whole relationship is soured and I just think they need to go their separate ways. So even if they take an L on that trade, Michelle, just to bring in somebody, like for example, I would trade I would trade Ben, I don't even know if, if, if the Blazers would do this, but I would trade Ben Simmons straight up for CJ McCollum. I'm losing that trade if I'm Philly, but I think my team is better because I think McCollum is a better fit with MB.
1: This was a really, really strong, impromptu Hoops with Saruots.
0: Yeah, it's been cooped up. I haven't got, you know, Priscilla's on vacation. We haven't talked to Hoops in a while. I'm hyped.
1: I can tell. And it's very passionate. A lot of great insight and some strong takes by you. I love this. You need to have some stuff for next week. Some more Hoops with Saruots coming up next week.
0: Next week, I'll do a breakdown of Jalen Suggs and why the Magic are the the sleeper of the next five years in the NBA.
1: Oh, so you think that the Magic's time is coming.
0: Well, I love Jalen Suggs, and I think they—the fact that they got him at five—is an absolute freaking steal. And I think he is a person who is going to change the franchise. I, I really love that.
1: Okay, tune in next week for yep. who's
0: with the There <laughs> we go. Okay, Spin see, fire.
1: I love it. Okay, before we go here, we need to get to a review since it's been a while. This is from Chelsea NV. The title is Sporting KC Love. Yes. Five stars. Loved hearing that Michelle had a great time at SKC. It's a very unique sports experience that is carefully thought out. Certainly not perfect, but better than most. I can't wait to strike up the rivalry with SLSC, St. Louis City SC.
0: Yeah. I mean, actually, is that going to be like, are you guys making that your rival? Do you know that?
1: I think so. I think that's the hope obviously that MLS has, is that it's going to be an in-state rivalry.
0: The cool thing I, and I've said this for you guys is that some of those expansion teams, I mean, not, not Miami and not really Cincinnati, but in historically some of those uh, expansion teams have really hit the ground running. Look at Atlanta United, like they, draw some of the biggest crowds in soccer in the entire world in Atlanta. And I wouldn't have thought of that as some crazy soccer city and they've done well. They it, they won a championship a couple of years ago. So there's real hope that you guys can get the ground running and be a good team right away, which would be awesome. If you could develop sort of that Midwestern rivalry, I don't even know, like, I don't know who else Kansas city's rival would be, but I'm here for it. Like I got the, I got the scarf behind me. I'm ready to go.
1: Don't worry, Steve. Once the kit is revealed, we'll get you some more swag.
0: I'm ready to start learning some chants. I need to know what the chants are. Uh, We need to get some YouTube videos made, get the word out there. Like, I'm ready. Let's go.
1: So uh, for St. Louis FC, their uh, supporter section was called the St. Luligans, and I imagine that might translate to St. Louis City SC as well because it's just a great name for a supporter section. So I could see you being a Luligan, Steve.
0: I would definitely be a Luligan. Yeah, we got to (laughs) get Nelly there too, and Murphy. Oh,
1: I mean, they'll be there. Duh. I mean, of course, it's St. Louis. They're going to ride for St. Louis. I just saw Nelly on Instagram dropping the uh, cover art for his latest single, and it was like a fedora on one side and a Cardinals baseball hat with the STL on it on the other side. So even now Nelly fully repping.
0: I'm still make music. Who would have known? Not me.
1: No, come on. Nelly is like the guy when it comes to country rap crossovers.
0: Who has he worked with?
1: Florida Georgia Line. Come on. See two out of the scene. Left and right.
0: Not I'm out of the scene. I'm too much out of the scene. I gave up on Nelly in like 2003. Sorry. How Musically. Dare How dare you. Yeah, after country grammar I was out.
1: You weren't there for sweat so and with the double C D.
0: Wow. Didn't like hot in here. Uh, sorry.
1: You didn't like this hot. This is a story yeah. for
0: a different podcast. We, we digress we digressed.
1: Listen, that is an L on your part. And I'll we'll take it. About- that's
0: fine. That's I'll listen. I'll take it. It's fine. I know I'm in the minority. I'll just say Did you
1: it. like grills?
0: Nope. Nope. I would actually say that post country grammar, I think I like more of Murphy Lee's music than I did in
1: Fair, because Murphy Lee spits fire. So yep. Shake your tail feather, amazing! Banger. What yep. the hook gonna be? Amazing! Welcome to Atlanta remix. Murphy Lee, Great. clearly the star. I Actually, I mean,
0: listened to that song recently. I don't remember why, but it was like Welcome to Atlanta was an absolute banger.
1: Absolutely, amazing. That's probably why. Okay, well, Steve, we need to go. Um, I'm so glad that you're feeling better and that we can resume the <laughs> podcast. I was concerned for a while. No, and thank you to the Shelleys who were patient during our time off. I was in Canton, and then Steve obviously wasn't feeling well and. I saw the DMs, I saw the tweets, we're back. We're back. Sometimes life happens. And to be fair, we did did give you guys the heads up that the summer was going to be hit or miss when it came to the podcast. That
0: is, tr- that is true. I, for reasons that we did not see coming, but yes, it has been uh, a little <laughs> bit all over the place, but here, we're, good. we're good to go. We'll be back.
1: Well, hopefully, fingers crossed, Steve and I will be back in action next week. But until then, Steve, give us a little cover on your nose when you sneeze.
0: Shout out, bald guys. Thanks for listening to Small Talk. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or the Podcast One app.